Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are radio for the local craft beer movement, broadcasting not from our studios, but from the Atlanta Cask Ale Tasting at the Prado in Sandy Springs. And I'm Aaron Williams. And I'm Tim Dennis. And uh, we've got a fully loaded show Definitely. this week, Aaron. So we're going to break our format a little bit today, and we've got some awesome interviews lined up. We'll talk to Owen Ogletee from Brewtopia, who puts on the Atlanta Cask yep. Ale Tasting. We'll also talk to uh, Matt and Lauren Curling from Variant Brewing Company coming to Roswell, uh, Ryan Skinner and Todd DiMatteo from Good Word coming to Duluth, and Mitch Till, Kerry Falcone, and Bob Powers from uh, a to-be-determined brew pub coming to Atlanta. TBD, so, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, because we've got, uh, we're kind of in a special place here, we're doing the live show at the Cascale Tasting, we're not going to have our normal headline segment or our hot list. So we want to just give a shout-out to some of our awesome sponsors right here, uh, Truck & Tap, Your Pie Perimeter, and our newest uh, sponsor that we have is CRL Contracting. So if you're looking for the latest news and events, by the way, just hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and we've got the details for you there. So Awesome. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't want to waste any time here at ACAT. So no, definitely. Let's get right into it. Uh, you may know the name Mitch Still from uh, Stone Brewing Company. And Stone, uh, uh, Mitch recently left Stone. He's starting a brew pub here in Atlanta along yep. with Bob and Carrie. And so we wanted to talk to those guys, get a little info on what they've got coming up. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. It's Glad great to be here. here. No, thank you. So, guys, first question, one that, you know, we, we love Georgia beer. You know, us locals, we love Georgia beer. But we know our laws are a challenge. So question I've seen a lot on the forums, and that is, why Atlanta? How'd you end up here? <laughs> I, I think first off, Kerry lives in the area, so Kerry knows Atlanta, and he was uh, really excited about it. And I don't, I honestly, I have not spent a lot of time in Atlanta until the last six months, so I've I've really grown to love it. I, I think it's an amazing city, and and the beer scene here is very hardcore. Um, really, really good beers and really good beer people and, and Some beer good Mexican food, too. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because Kerry doesn't like Mexican food, so whenever he's not with us, Bob and I go out and Very get Mexican. Good so, deal. uh, yeah, it's been great, yeah. And you know, we just uh, we found a, a wonderful spot, a wonderful location, and uh, this city is just a really good, I, I think it's kind of like a you know, for, for the rest of the country, it's kind of an undiscovered beer hotbed you know but i think it's it's everywhere everywhere we go is serving really great local beer and uh it's been a lot of fun to get to know it awesome and that's uh, you know i looking up info for this i see between the three of you, you guys have a century of wow. brewing and beer industry experience <laughs> so that's a long time so definitely you know n- not your uh, your first rodeo here so it's uh, lots of experience coming to the table yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've all done a lot of different things in the beer industry. So we're uh, we're a good team. We've got different uh, uh, different skill sets and different experiences, and we work together really well. So so excellent. Now uh, talking about the brew pub itself, of course, it's TBD, right? So do you guys have a vision of what you guys want to do, with the location, or, or anything? Maybe Carrie can speak to that a little bit better. You know, this is something that we've been talking about doing for about five years, and one of the things that we've been doing is going around and visiting craft breweries all around the world. Uh, we've been, you know, looking at best practices from all over the U.S. and all over Europe, and we're really excited to do this specifically here in Atlanta. We think this is an incredible craft community, and you know, over the past five years, we've been going around and looking at beer gardens and rooftop bars and different concepts, and trying to take all those best practices that we've seen and put them under one roof. Excellent. Now, you guys, your location is going to be on the Beltline. You know, popular buzzword here in atlanta right now yeah. a lot of cool stuff coming there in the Ponce highland area so what kind of attracted you what brought you to that exact area you know f- first of all we love atlanta we love midtown if we were going to do this in atlanta we wanted to be downtown we wanted to be on the Beltline. um we love the foot traffic we love the fact that there's just a lot of consumers around a lot of people there's other great brewers in the area and again we just thought it would be an awesome opportunity to be a part of the 
the Atlanta craft community. Uh, we found a building that we think works really well for our profile and all the things we're trying to put together. You know, for us, this is about, um, you know, creating an environment that's a little bit unique and maybe a little bit different. We want to try to incorporate the brewing process into the dining experience. So when you're sitting in our bar, there's going to be a big glass wall. You're going to be able to look right through to Mitch's brew house and his cellar and I think it'll be pretty neat. Awesome. Now, we've all drank a ton of stone beers. Oh, yeah. So we, we know the profile there. So is that, Mitch, will we see continuation of that? You're going to branch out a little bit of both? What, what can we expect from the beer there? Yeah, that's a, you know, it's something we're still talking about, but I have a certain style that I brew that is somewhat stone-esque. I mean, I was right. brewing those kind of beers as a home brewer before I joined Stone. So uh, that's what I like to brew. And so you'll certainly see some things that have that kind of, those kind of stylistic um, considerations in them. You know, definitely some IPAs and and some some fairly uh, fairly intensely flavored beers, uh, but I'm hoping that we get to do a little bit of everything. I I don't want to ever rule anything out from a brewing standpoint. Um, you know, I'd love it if we could brew some uh, some lagers, some German style beers, maybe some more traditional styles, and what what I was doing at Stone and and kind of honor the tradition as well as the innovation. And that's you know that's what floats my boat as a brewer is nailing a beer that's millions of people have already brewed and just and getting it right yeah and it's funny because we talk to you know a bunch of brewers and they usually always say the same thing i'm like if you can't hide for in a pilsner you know you you've got to be on point with your pilsner or your other you know more basic basic beers because again there's no place to hide that's absolutely right and it's a tough style to brew Mm -hmm. and, and do it well uh, I think, you know, the brewers that I know, we all call it the brewer's beer, yeah. you know, because it's an indication of how talented you are as a brewer, how, how good your pilsner is. And that's something we've noticed from going around talking to, you know, a lot of brewers and breweries is when these guys are just kind of hanging out with each other and sipping a beer, a lot of times they'll have something, you know, like that, a pilsner, you know, a check pills or something that, that they're sipping on. So you, you should throw everybody off here, Mitch, and don't do any IPAs at all. <laughs> that's right. See, yeah, see that's what right. They, everybody comes in excited. Stone, great. All right. Hi. Yeah, no, exactly. we don't. No. Can I get an IPA? Yeah. We, we don't have that. I'm no. not sure that's a recipe for success. <laughs> right. Exactly. But it would be fun, right? Would, yeah, you know, April Fools, perhaps you could do that. Yeah, so. absolutely. So yeah. Anyway, we're talking again with uh, with uh, Mitch Steele from uh, Brewpub TBD, uh, Carrie Falcone, and uh, Bob Powers from uh, again the the Brewpub project to be named later here in the Atlanta metro area. You just finished uh, judging the Atlanta Cascale tasting. I did. What did you think? What were some of your thoughts about uh, the beers around here? Um, well, I you know I could talk about the beers I tasted specifically this morning, and they, and they were very good. I I think I tasted uh, probably fourteen or fifteen different beers, and and there were some really really nice beers. And you know casks are hard. You know it's mm-hmm. it's hard to make sure that they're going to be properly carbonated and clear and all that kind of stuff. But there were some beers that just nailed it as far as flavors. Um, I I'd say in general, you know I've. I've really enjoyed the beers that I've had, the local beers here. And, you know, Bob and Carrie and I, when we're, we're together, we go out and, and we drink local beers and try things we haven't tried before. And, you know, there's some really good breweries here, really good breweries. That's a good way of market research, right? That's yeah, how you can absolutely. Yeah, justify research. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had a discussion the other day, and actually talking to Scott Hadeen last week, Aaron, we mentioned this too, that because of some of the challenges here with Georgia Laws, I think that it, it kind of raises the bar for any brewer in Georgia. So, you know, we don't have the – I think we have a good local beer scene. We're not the best beer town in the world. We've got a ways to go with that. But overall, if you take the overall average of our beer, we're pretty solid in Georgia. You know, there's – if you want a quality beer of just about any style, you can find a Georgia brewery that does it. So it's uh, – we're looking forward to what's coming in the future and, and seeing what's coming up there. So, guys, is there any timeline yet on uh, what you're looking at? Q4. That's Q4. Okay. Q4. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so about so uh, November, just Thanksgiving. We'll have a Thanksgiving open or something. That's that's he's, right. he's, our, yeah. our focus is on doing it right, not quickly. Yeah. It's something that we've been working on for a long time, and we're more focused on making sure that we do it the way we want to do it versus a timeline. That's great. Hopefully yeah. that November time frame will be up and running. Well, I tell you what, with the addition of this brew pub, and we've got some fantastic brew pubs already in got the metro Atlanta area, so it's gonna we're going to be – Really, uh, Aaron trying to put excited. the hard press on for his Thanksgiving plan. I'm just saying, you know, uh, <laughs> you can have the beer guys turkey dinner so. at uh, just just throwing it out there. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. excellent. Guys, is there anything else you'd like to add right now uh, that maybe we didn't cover? Anyway, we can follow your progress, or uh, is there a? Yeah, I think once we, um, you know, once we have a name and we can start talking about the name and our vision a little bit more, then you know, then we can we can have some conversations. You know, so we're uh, we've got some names in the trademark office now. We're uh, uh, just waiting to hear back gotcha. and whether they'll be cleared or not. And 
you know, and, and as we start construction and start building out, I'm sure, you know, things will get out and, you know, we'll awesome. be able to share some stuff. You know, there's always a, a good radio show that you can always tell yeah. get the, if you need the scoop. We're there. For uh, we're, we're there for <laughs> you guys. Fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> guys, uh, Mitch Steele, Kerry Falcone, Bob Powers, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thanks, thank you. Sure. Absolutely. Right. You'll listen to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we'll be back right after this. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're CRL Contracting, and we build breweries. We're the most experienced contractors in the state of Georgia when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms. If you've been to Orpheus, Second Self, or Scofflaw, then you know what kind of work we can do. Just give us a call at 678-546-3382 or visit crlcontracting.com. CRL Contracting. We build breweries. You do not want to miss Nui Belge, February 25th at the Foundry at Puritan Mill in downtown Atlanta. Nui Belge pairs Belgian and Belgian-inspired beers along with some of the South's best chefs. Head to NuiBelge.com slash Atlanta today. Use promo code BGR10 for $10 off your admission. That's Nui Belge, an evening of Belgian beers and some fantastic food. Saturday, February 25th at the Foundry at Puritan Mill. Tickets and details at N-U-I-T-B-E-L-G-E dot com slash Atlanta. And don't forget, use promo code BGR10 for $10 off. Can't get enough craft beer talk? Of course you can't. That's why you need to head to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts and sign up right now for Project BGR. Project BGR is where Tim and myself get to talk to some of the big names in brewing from across the country and the world. We get the scoop on what's going on with breweries like Cigar City, Boston Beer Company, Jester King, Burial, Ballast Point, and more. Project BGR, new shows every other week. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Project BGR, it's a craft beer podcast. Morgan and Lisa with Your Pie Perimeter here. We'd like to invite you to our store for a beer. Is there anything better than pizza? Yep. Brick oven pizza that's made fresh and paired with a cold craft beer. That's what you get at Your Pie Perimeter, located in the Perimeter Place Shopping Center by Perimeter Mall. It's the perfect place to relax on the patio with a pint after work or bring the family in. Follow Your Pie Perimeter on Facebook for all our beer events and specials, including beer tastings that you won't find anywhere else. That's Your Pie Perimeter, located in Perimeter Place Shopping Center next to Chipotle. Tell them that the beer guy sent you. If you really like craft beer, the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market invites you to their store. Not just growlers and craft beer, but everything you need for backyard barbecues and tailgating is available at Stout Brothers. Big green egg, accessories, local meats, cheeses, sauces, pickles, and more. If the gang's plans involve your backyard this weekend, you've got to visit the Stout Brothers. Stock up today and get ready for life. It's quite simple. If you really like craft beer, you have to visit the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market in the Smyrna Market Village. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. And welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. BeerGuysRadio.com is our website, and we are coming at you from the Atlanta Cask Ale Tasting at the Prado in Sandy Springs. So with us right now, we've got Owen Ogletree from Brewtopia. He's put on the show for about 13 years now, so yes. thanks for having us on today. No problem. Thanks yeah, for coming, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, well, so this is a great event, man. I've, I've been to it the last uh, few years uh, and checked it out, so I missed some of the new ones, but very unique, great event. We uh-huh. just talked to Mitch Steele, who, great. who yeah. judged today uh, some of the cast and that. So for those that may be out here for the first time or maybe haven't been, uh, what would they expect coming to this event? Well, I, I think Cascale is the best presentation of, of craft beer in the world because it's a, it's a 10-gallon uh, little stainless steel vessel with with rounded ed- ends on it so um the the beer ferments uh, has a secondary fermentation inside the cask it, it's all natural carbonation um and it's a very light carbonation and usually the beer is served a little bit warmer you know still nice chill on it uh but a little bit warmer than freezing cold draft beer and it's not going to have nearly the volume of of, of coarse artificial co2 as, as draft beer. It's going to have a nice, soft, creamy carbonation. So you can taste the malt and the hops and the fermentation character and, and the special ingredients and the processes and the spices instead of a mouthful of, of uh, heavy, you know, artificial gas. And that's what I really love about Cascale is it's alive and it's beautiful and it's elegant and um, it, it's just it's just so interesting. We, we see a ton of styles here. Uh, can any style be done in the cask, uh, be presented that way? Are there certain styles that are 
better suited to it or, or not as well suited? Yeah, I think, and the people at Brewers in England will agree that a, a lighter ale, you know, something in the four and a half, five, five and a half percent alcohol range, something more sessionable usually is the best presentation in a cask because it allows all those elegant flavors to, to come through, the subtle flavors to come through, along with um, the fermentation character that you get in the cask. Um, you know, we have a lot of beers here that are 11 12% alcohol, and I think they're still good in a cask mm-hmm. because they're not too fizzy, and, and uh, you can taste everything in them. But, um, and you don't usually see lagers in a, in a cask because lagers are, are meant to be, um, you know, lager, the yeast drops out completely, and they're very clean. So they're, they're more suited to ales. But if you take a pale ale on draft and a pale ale on cask, the exact same recipe, they're going to taste like two different beers because of the of the presentation and the carbonation and the secondary fermentation in the cask. Yeah, I've noticed that. It's definitely an interesting way to kind of judge that something. Just take the same ales, regular draft, mm-hmm. and, and on cask, and you get a totally different beer sometimes. It's right, amazing. Right, yeah. absolutely. And there are a few here that are variations on beers that are available regular draft here. Yep. So, yep. you know, for those that come out and want to kind of see what the differences are, there are mm-hmm. some examples here where they can see the difference in a style they may have right. already had there. So, yeah. yep. so Owen, oh, tell us a little bit about uh, maybe the history of cask ales. Like, how did this come about and, uh, and what's kind of the, the background behind it? Well, cask ale just differentiates the English style, of, uh, the way of doing things. Um, in, in England, it was just always, everywhere in the Middle Ages had cask ale. You know, you had a wooden barrel. And you uh, had a soft spot in the wooden barrel, and you tapped it with a with a little, um, you know, a wooden tap with a little spinning uh, a nozzle on there that allowed you to drain the beer out by gravity. So everybody did that in the Middle Ages, and for some reason, when when the Industrial Age happened and the rest of the world went to draft beer and kegged beer, England just kept on with the with the cask ale because it's just always been so popular there in the pubs. You know, here at, at the cask ale tasting, it's all gravity-fed. We put a cask on the bar with a nice little tap in there, and you just turn the knob, and it just rolls out with gravity. But if you go to a nice pub in England, you're going to have the cask down in the cellar where it's 50 degrees, nice, nice and chilled, and they're going to have to – there's no gas being pushed on the beer like, like a draft beer. So um, in England, they're going to have a hand pump tap where you have to just use your muscle power to huh. suction that beer up into the pint glass at the bar. Um, which is really kind of really kind of cool. So bartenders have to be a little more fit in England than they do here yeah. in America. So, right? And they Got always have cast can. That's they always have one arm a lot bigger than the other. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so uh, I know we've seen more of them. Oh, and you've always you know brought cascales to Georgia and, and America in general. But I've seen more where certain bottle shops may do a cask offering or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are they becoming more popular in America again? Is there a resurgence there? There really was. I've kind of see it. I've seen it die off a little bit in recent years with the barrel aged sour, you know, um, crazy extreme beer craze. But um, the, the places around the country, the craft beer places that do Cascale and do it well, it's very, very popular and people love it. And it's it's still extraordinarily popular in England. Now we've looked over the beer list here, and there's a, a ton oh, yeah. to choose from here. Uh-huh. What's some you're really looking forward to today, Owen? Well, I love the English casts. We have uh, seven casts from England here that are all very nice. Uh, we shipped them over um, express across the ocean, so I judged those this morning. We awarded prizes. Those are amazing. Um, and I also just I like the classic styles, you know, a good dry hopped IPA, a good dry hopped pale ale, um, a stout with some, you know, maybe a little bit of cocoa nibs thrown in there or some, some wood chips. You can't beat that. Yeah, I get, love a I love a stout on cask. Yeah, I yeah, think I the way that the, the, the that's presented from the cask is really nice. But we, we have casks here where the brewers go crazy, and in the cask they'll put in, you know, twelve different little ingredients in there to give the cask a special uh, flavor. So, uh, you know, those are sometimes really good. Yeah, and interesting. It gives so. it gives it a little bit uh, more of a chance to experiment yeah. a little bit. Yeah, uh, those brewers have a time. So right, you've got um, now, of course, in addition to uh, the Cascale tasting or the Cascale fest. You've also got uh, the Classic City uh, coming up in Athens. Right. Can you tell us uh-huh. a little bit about that uh, as well? Well, that's our that's our 21st annual Classic City Brewfest coming up on Sunday, April 9th in uh, Athens, Georgia. We do it at the um, at the Graduate Hotel um, Foundry uh, Music Hall. We take over the whole facility, and it is a fantastic beer festival. Um, there are ballrooms full of beer. There's the music hall full of beer. We take over the wedding pavilion in the middle of the uh, facility with uh, 25 cascales. 
and people just walk around. The weather's usually beautiful, and you go from place to place. You're seeing different people in each room. You're seeing different beer in each room, and there are almost 500 beers there, which is pretty impressive. Ballrooms full of beer. That's yeah. good. That's a beautiful thing. It's a good thing, thing right. to have, right? <laughs> so, yeah. No, and you have the, the tough, tough job of traveling the world, uh-huh. drinking beer, right? taking people on tours, <laughs> right. and going around. It's brutal. It I is. Mean, yep. uh, you know, watching you. I know it's brutal for me to watch your Facebook when you're doing that. Yeah. So uh-huh. I'm, but, uh, <laughs> yeah he's always so like, hey, I'm in Budapest. Hey, yes, I'm in Germany. Right. Hey, I'm in Italy. I'm like, really? Where's your most recent adventure taking you? Where have you been recently? Oh, well, uh, we just went to England for Christmas with my wife. I went to Budapest to check out the beer scene there, which is very much like America right now. A lot of IPAs, a lot of sour beer, a lot of barrel-aged. They're they're kind of... A lot of of new beer culture in Europe is taking its cues from America, Mm -hmm. which 20 years ago no one would have ever believed. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, we got the best beer in the world right now, so it's easy to believe. Um... I'm taking a group of uh, 32 brewers and pub owners and beer writers to Ireland in two weeks for our February trip. We always do a big February group trip, and I'm taking a big group uh, of people to Germany, uh, Munich, Bamberg, uh, Eyinger in October. So, No rest, huh? No rest. Oh, that's yeah. a tough job, but someone's yeah. got to do it, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and thank you so much for joining us. We really sure. appreciate it. Great festival, great event here. So yeah. if folks want more info on maybe your travels or your events and that, where should they go? Uh-huh. Just go to brutopia.info. Brutopia.info. Info. And at the very top of the page under my logo, there are links to all the trips, beer events, festivals, everything. And people can sign up for trips on there. You list your trips yeah, there if they want yeah. to get on one of your beer trips. Scroll right? down on the right a little bit. Put your email in there. I don't share it with anybody. You'll never get anything except from me, and I will keep you posted about everything we're doing. Excellent. That yeah. sounds We're going to take a little break here. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, okay. we're going to be talking with Matt and Lauren Curling from Variant Brewing coming to Roswell. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show from the Atlanta Cascale Tasting, and we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. This is Larry WACHS from the WACHS Modcast, Atlanta's number one smartphone radio show. And I've been drinking beer with the Beer Guys on Beer Guys Radio. And I want to know why I have 11 fingers all of a sudden. The Beer Guys are back right after this. Hey, it's Aaron, and you know what I hate? When I miss a favorite TV show and forget to DVR it. Don't let this tragic tale happen to you when it comes to Beer Guys Radio. Subscribe to us on demand. It is easy. If you've got iTunes, Stitcher, or any other iOS or Android podcast app, search for us, or go to BeerGuysRadio.com, click Listen, and you can copy and paste the RSS feed. While you're there, by the way, give us a review. It really helps. That's Beer Guys Radio on demand. Catch it today. The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com There is something in the air in Kennesaw. I'm sure you've noticed it. It is the sweet, sweet smell of barbecue permeating from The Nest, a new barbecue and beer restaurant in K-Town. The Nest is your new restaurant if you really love barbecue. Ribs, brisket, chicken, oh my. Did we mention the bar? The Nest of Kennesaw offers 49 taps of craft beer and an amazing bottle list as well. It's quite simple. If you really like barbecue and craft beer, you have to visit The Nest. Barbecue and beer in Kennesaw, near historic downtown on Cherokee. You do not want to miss Nui Belge, February 25th at the Foundry at Puritan Mill in downtown Atlanta. Nui Belge pairs Belgian and Belgian-inspired beers along with some of the South's best chefs. Head to nuibelge.com slash Atlanta today. Use promo code BGR10 for $10 off your admission. That's Nui Belge, an evening of Belgian beers and some fantastic food. Saturday, February 25th at the Foundry at Puritan Mill. Tickets and details at N-U-I-T-B-E-L-G-E dot com slash Atlanta. And don't forget, use promo code BGR10 for $10 off. Morgan and Lisa with Your Pie Perimeter here. We'd like to invite you to our store for a beer. Is there anything better than pizza? Yep, brick oven pizza that's made fresh and paired with a cold craft beer. That's what you get at Your Pie Perimeter, located in the Perimeter Place Shopping Center by Perimeter Mall. It's the perfect place to relax on the patio with a pint after work or bring the family in. Follow Your Pie Perimeter on Facebook for all our beer events and specials, including beer tastings that you won't find anywhere else. That's Your Pie Perimeter, located in Perimeter Place Shopping Center next to Chipotle. Tell them that the beer guy sent you. 
It's Aaron and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock is always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy. They have 12 of them. Bottles, too. Not sure what to drink? All of their beer servers are Cicerone certified. And if you got someone who isn't a beer fan, not to worry. Truck and Tap carries wine, mixed drinks, and even handcrafted sodas. As for the truck part, well, that's when it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta-area food trucks. Trucks Daily. That way, you're getting a different menu every day. Check it out. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the Beer Guys sent you. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, I'm sure I'd feel much worse if I weren't under such heavy sedation. Now, back to the Beer Guys radio show. Hey, it's the Beer Guys radio show. I'm Aaron. I'm Tim. And we are here with the folks from your pie perimeter, Morgan and Lisa McClellan. It's your second anniversary coming up. Congratulations. Very exciting. Tell us a little bit more about what's going on. So we have a very fun celebration planned on February the 4th. Um, It's a Saturday, and we'll be celebrating all day from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. You know, if you haven't dined with us before, we'd love for you to try us out. And if you've dined with us a lot, thank you so much. Our um, success couldn't be possible without, you know, all the amazing pizzas that you've enjoyed with us. All the pizza fans. Yes. And salad fans. And beer, and beer fans. fans. That's right. Exactly. Importantly, the beer fans. That's right. That's right. So uh, what can we expect on your anniversary party? Tell us a little bit more more what's going on. We've got all our pizzas for 314. It's going to be a jam-packed day all day long. Come down any topping you want. It's still all there. We're going to have great beers for 314. It's just a great day for us to give back to the customers and say thank you for supporting us for these wonderful so two a, years. A pizza, a beer, and a, and a tip for around 10 bucks. Then. Totally. Oh, listen listen that's that. tough. Yeah. That's tough to beat there. So and it's so, going to be a good beer. We're not tricking it with the Bud Light. It's going to be a okay. good beer. Yeah, the 314. It'll be select beers for $3.14 a pint, and those are all craft beers. But check out our Facebook page. Um, we have an event for it uh, for all the details as far as the pizza special mm-hmm. as well as the craft beers that we'll be featuring. So any surprises, any cool stuff coming up or? Totally. So we're going to have a raffle where we'll be, you know, everyone who shows up that day will get a raffle ticket. And, you know, towards the end of the evening or perhaps the following day, we'll be raffling off some great stuff, some Your Pie swag, as well as, you know, our partners over at the UFC gym here in Dunwoody are donating a couple great things, including three months free membership, unlimited classes. All right. What a great deal. Tim, you and I can do that. We can do some ground and pound. Get just it. beat so, some people it's up. It's so UFC. much fun. It's there such a go. good workout. Okay, yes. that sounds like a plan. So very Beer cool. Beer Guys MMA. That's right. So. <laughs> That'll be frightening. Guys, it sounds like a blast. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, sharing the info. And congrats on your us. anniversary. Thank you. Thank you so much. We hope to see you there. All right. Cheers. Take care. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Atlanta Cascale Station at the Prado and Sandy Springs. Joining us now are Matt and Lauren Curling from Variant Brewing Company coming to Roswell. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for welcome. having us. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about uh, what we're drinking today, actually. You're kind enough to give us some samples here at the Cascale Tasting. What do we got? So, yeah, what you're drinking right now is our Imperial Breakfast Stout. It's brewed with coffee, maple, and cinnamon. Uh, it's oh, yeah. 10.5%. I'm drinking it right now. Sorry, though. I was, I was drinking, too. Yes. I expected him to talk longer and let me get a drink there. I he did, just, too, he gave that's us, okay. He that's gave my us fault. A, I'm sorry, man. It's okay. So, no, so... Tasty beer, man. It's very yeah, good. Very good. Cheers. Thank you. Appreciate Cheers. This is actually our Thanks, first beer that we have Cheers. anywhere on the market. So. Very happy to be here. So, Matt, uh, tell us a little bit about your, your background, kind of how you got into brewing and what made you decide uh, you all decided to start a brewery. You know, I think it started just like everybody else. Uh, you know, I'm a big home brewer, been home brewing for nine years. Um, briefly worked up at Cherry Street with Nick Tanner. Um, those guys are great. They've been making great beer for a long time. Really happy to have had the privilege to do that with them. Um, and, you know, that kind of just helped further my passion and, you know, really assured that this is something that I want to do every day. Lauren, is that your story too, or did you just get drug along and didn't have any choice in the matter? No, you know, kind of a mixture of both, actually. Um, I come from a family that has always enjoyed drinking beer, and a little secret, I kind of... I enjoyed drinking beer before Matt did. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Throughout, Do we throughout need the to years, cut that out of the interview, Matt? Yeah, <laughs> no, you can leave it there. <laughs> okay, good. So throughout the years, you know, we've, we've just enjoyed drinking craft beer with our friends and stuff, and it's developed into a love. So now you guys are currently working on a location in Roswell, uh, you know, kind of in the building process. Where, where are you, where are you at uh, in that process? Yeah, so we are uh, we're doing building renovations at the moment. Um, 
we've been right now we're waiting on steel for the building as soon as that comes in we're going to be you know hammering stuff out a lot faster uh we've never done steel before we've done a few buildings but never worked with steel before apparently it takes a long time to get the measurements right you know measure twice cut once of course so um but we expect to open sometime this summer that's the plan at least and you know, it's a little bit of taboo to talk about it because I feel like I'm always, I'm always changing the date. I'm learning it's a moving timeline, but we're going to do our best to open this summer. I don't think I've seen a brewery that has ever opened at their no. first timeline there. So no. there's just so much that goes into it. I mean, you've got permitting, construction, all this and that. There's there's so many hands in it that it's it's tough from from the time you say let's do this to, to say this is our date. There. Sure. So, and we yeah. were actually really ahead on our permitting. Uh, you know, we already got our permits. We did all that stuff way early, and then we were like, wow, this building's going to take us longer than we thought. Yeah. yeah. That's we funny. Just... We are talking to, uh, to one of our friends, a new sponsor, CRL Contracting, and they said the same thing and just said expectations versus reality are just never going to be the same. So, so good. So, but it's so happening. Like, it's happening. It's happening. That's, that's important. Yes. Now, now, why did you all pick Roswell for, for your location? Um, you know, I was born and raised in Roswell, so... To me, it was a, it was just an easy easy answer. We, we we thought about doing it other places. It just didn't feel right. Uh, wouldn't have been home. And you know, we wanted to bring bring this back and share it with the community that I grew up in. And that's and Roswell's a great location oh, yeah. for that too. I mean, there's a there's Gate City there right now, and so that's there. There's a brew pub coming up, so there's Abby, a lot of cool Abby, stuff. Abby's, Abby's the Holy too, Goat, yeah. so uh, fantastic restaurants and and shopping, you know, in the area. So there's a lot that's there. A very cool place to have a nice brewery. So, yeah, absolutely, and the restaurants are, are great. And we're gonna be we're gonna be right off of uh, Norcross Street, which is across from the city hall and library. Nice. So, so when your uh, brewery tap room opens, what can we expect? Um, at the grand opening, I want to have twelve beers. We're gonna have our four year rounds, which are an oatmeal stout, a saison, an IPA, and a blonde ale. Um, we're going to have several variants of those beer, as the name implies. We want to take our year rounds and do as many variants as we can. We have several already planned, um, so we'll have several of those as well as some one-offs. And we're going to do we're going to get into barrel aging. Obviously, it won't be there at the grand opening. We have a very limited space in our building, but we do want to do some barrel aging. So, Matt, you and I actually we homebrewed a little bit. We know each other from those days before you started the brewery and. They say anytime you take your hobby and your passion and turn it into a job. So are you there yet, man? Does it feel like work brewing the pilot batches and that? Yeah, yes. Yeah, Lauren at Todd, times. Yes. At times. Yes. At times. Yeah. But no, it, it's still, it's, I don't think I'll ever get old, or it'll, it'll never sure. get old to me. So. It can be work, but it doesn't mean work can't be fun, right? No, absolutely. So, I agree. Absolutely. Doing so. the cleaning and sanitizing could be a little bit work, but yeah. at the end of the yeah. day, you're, you're, you're making beer. Right. Exactly. So how bad can that be? Right. Yeah. Better than being in a it's, cubicle it's somewhere. It's the end result that, that locks you in every time. You know, when you get to try that beer and you share it with, with people, um, that's what really sells you on brewing beer. It's not the actual process itself, but... Now, we talked to you guys at Great American Beer Fest as well. We saw you out there back in October of last year. Yep. So how was that experience for you? you learn anything uh, or Great did you Mar- just drink the whole time and party? <laughs> so, You know, we, we did our, our fair share of drinking and trying beers, and there's a lot of good local beer in Colorado. And obviously Great American Beer Fest has beer from everywhere. So uh, it, it was a lot of fun, and we got to try a lot of cool different things that we wouldn't usually get to try. But um, yeah, no, definitely a learning experience, you know, getting to talk to some of the other brewers, what they like, what they don't like, you know, things on their system that they would change if they, you know, if they, in hindsight. Um, so I think that stuff is just absolutely irreplaceable, getting that knowledge and talking to other brewers about their systems and what you're doing and getting recommendations. How much have you learned during this whole process? I mean, it's just, you know, being, like we said before, being a brewer is a little bit different than ramping it up to being a pro. And, of course, you're also being a contractor at the same time too so has that been a, a learning experience for y'all it, it has luckily um i work with my dad and brother they're our developing partners on the building and they've done building projects before so luckily in that that aspect i haven't had to be too hands-on they, they're kind of taking the reins on the, the developing part okay. um so i get to focus on the beer that's good yeah yeah very key so just the way you like it right exactly so, that's awesome. right we're talking to uh, matt and lauren curling from variant brewing company opening soon in roswell georgia and of course we're here at the atlanta cascale tasting 13th annual uh we just got here uh have you guys had any what are some of the beers that you've had so far that have stood out for you you know we haven't had too many uh we got in and i got to try the uh the wicked weed cuban coffee nice uh was really good we got to have Missouri, which is actually right behind us which yeah. was great as well we worked that out with our placement here. Exactly. Yeah, that was one of our demands. Yes, yes, right. Very appropriate. Um, 
No, other than that, we, we got in, we tried ours, and uh, we kind of came right over here. So so what about the Cascal tasting? Why is this kind of a different than other uh, beer events? Uh, I love this event. I think it's my favorite every year, um, personally. it's it, What's so unique about it is every brewery that you're trying takes one of their beers and does something special to it. So the people that are coming here are likely trying a beer that they're only going to try at this event, and they'll never get to try it again. And it's it's just a very unique experience. It's very intimate. Um, it, it, it feels inclusive to a consumer. Yeah. And I think also the fact that it's focused on local beers is yeah. really special. So. Yeah, absolutely. And this is not just the beer here, but talking about the focus on the local beers. If you want to come to a place and try beers and talk to the brewers and that, I've seen brewers from – half a dozen breweries and i oh, haven't yeah. made it out of my little corner yet exactly so it's a great place not only for the beer that but the entire environment here the social aspect of it to it and, and the educational if you see a brewer is just really there's nothing else like it around here so yeah absolutely I agree. yeah definitely matt well, lauren if someone wants to find out more about uh, the progressive variant where should they go absolutely we're on all social media we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on instagram uh it's variant brewing company uh, please check us out. We'll have our website up soon. We're working on that. So, excellent. Awesome. And I saw I saw Lauren there. Go ahead and uh, doing uh, some selfies while we're on the radio show. That's that'll right. Be, that'll be I caught her That's doing that. Watch so we'll it. Have some of those. So watch yeah. social media for those. Definitely. Definitely. Some of those. I appreciate that. Awesome. Hashtag beer guys. There we go. Yeah, it's all go. good. Anyway, <laughs> time for another break. Thanks again for joining us no, today. We really you appreciate it. Definitely. So yeah, we're going to take another break here. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Coming up next, we'll have a giveaway to give away, and we'll also uh, be talking to Ryan Skinner and uh, from Goodward Brewing. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Make sure to follow us on Beer Guys Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for the latest in Georgia and Alabama beer. And we will be right back. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're CRL Contracting, and we build breweries. We're the most experienced contractors in the state of Georgia when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms. If you've been to Orpheus, Second Self, or Scofflaw, then you know what kind of work we can do. Just give us a call at 678-546-3382 or visit crlcontracting.com. CRL Contracting. We build breweries. You do not want to miss Nui Bells, February 25th at the Foundry at Puritan Mill in downtown Atlanta. Nui Bells pairs Belgian and Belgian-inspired beers along with some of the South's best chefs. Head to NuiBells.com slash Atlanta today. Use promo code BGR10 for $10 off your admission. That's Nui Bells, an evening of Belgian beers and some fantastic food. Saturday, February 25th at the Foundry at Puritan Mill. Tickets and details at N-U-I-T-B-E-L-G-E dot com slash Atlanta. And don't forget, use promo code BGR10 for $10 off. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Atlanta Cascal Tasting at the Prado in Sandy Springs. And joining us on the show is Ryan Skinner and Todd DiMatteo. They're founding Good Word Brewing in Duluth. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, Thank you for having, having us. Absolutely. You guys. So, so, yeah, so you guys are both part of the team at Brick Store. Uh, what made you decide to venture out and, and do your own thing in a brew pub? Todd, uh, do you want to take that? We were bored. Okay. Bored. <laughs> no, uh, you know, Ryan uh, started Brick Store, I guess, three years ago or so. Not that, yeah. And uh, we were sitting in the office one day, and, you know, uh, we started talking about ideas, what we want to do, whether it would be another beer bar or something like that. And we got hooked on the idea of opening a brew pub, and uh, that's kind of how it started. Now, but, that's, uh, the, that's it. the guys from Brickstore, Dave, is he involved in the brew pub as well? It's, so, it's, uh, so, yeah, all three guys, Mike, Tom, and Dave are all uh, okay. partners with us. We also have another partner, uh, Andrew Case. He's a CPA, so he needed somebody who was smarter than us, and gotcha. that's why he's part right. of the team. He's, he's, he's a numbers guy. Yeah. He's a numbers guy. Right. Got to have those guys for sure. Yeah. So that's Ryan, you actually you talked about, you know, you've been at Brickstore for a few years, and you and I had talked before. You actually did what a lot of people talk about doing, and you left the corporate grind to kind of pursue yes. your passion, right? Yeah, sometimes you got to jump. Right. And, uh, that's right. I think it was time to jump. I'm lucky enough to have a wife that let me do that too. So that was uh, a big financial decision. But in the end, um, you don't need money to be happy, so I've found Amen to that. happiness and a better future now, too. Sure. Um, we've created uh, uh, something pretty cool, uh, I hope, in the future, that it would be better than anything corporate could provide me or any amount of money that could provide me. Awesome. Definitely. Plus, you get to, again, drink beer for a beer. little bit. Beer, right? Yeah. It's true. It's true. That is, a, that is a pretty good perk. Nothing not wrong lie. with that. Exactly. <laughs> right. I'm right there with you. So um, so I'm, I'm a Gwinnett County resident, and I am so excited that you guys have chosen Duluth 
as uh, the, the location. Uh, why did you choose uh, that area? So uh, Ryan lives in Suwannee and has since he moved to Georgia, I believe. And uh, he was saying from the beginning, hey, man, there's nothing out here, yeah. nothing, you know, really out here like that Brick Store has to offer. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I've, I've lived inside the perimeter since the 90s, and I was like, no freaking – can I curse on the show or no? You just did. No, it's fine. You're yes. good with that. Right. Yes. Uh, I was hoping I could. I'm but, sorry. Um, Anyway, so, uh, you know, I didn't want to leave the perimeter, to be honest with you. And mm-hmm. uh, we started looking inside the perimeter for commercial deals, and the real estate inside is just really expensive and not a whole lot of good deals. And there's just so much going on. It's like, well, where else can we go? And, you know, we finally listened to Ryan and <laughs> yeah. went out and saw downtown Duluth, and it's just perfect. And, I mean, there's an open container law, so people can grab beers and walk around the little yeah, square the there. The square so. is really cool. They've yeah. got a lot of yeah. events in the square and stuff. It's fun, yeah. Yeah, so we're one of a few restaurants that are come from uh, inside the perimeter out to that area. I think that in the next year and a half or so, it's going to be really happening. So we're looking forward to it. You're filling in another gap on the map that we have here in Georgia. So that's awesome to see. Yeah. You know, we see a little bit more of that coming in throughout this year that there are places coming to, that don't have breweries right now. So, totally. You know, it's something that's going to be good for Georgia to – you know, everywhere you go, you can find a brewery or brewpub. Yeah. Hyper local, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Well, Gwinnett County is big as it is. I mean, a million some people pretty yeah. soon. Right. For me, out there, the only place that I ever went was local Republic to get a decent beer. Exactly. Which is a great which, place. Uh, yeah, it's a great place, yeah. and I love those guys. But that was really it. Um, and so that's for me. It was like an itch I couldn't scratch. You, I, I knew there's a market out there. Uh, there is people out there. They don't just all drink Bud Light Lime. That's right. right. They, don't. they will drink. We, a good we beer, do not. So. That's right. Yeah. We, we are going to make some uh, variant of Bud Light Lime though, for okay, those good. Bud Light Lime. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Cask only release of the Bud Light Lime. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I will say that the Brickstore guys, you know, they saw that area and were like, "Dude, this is like Decatur was 20 years exactly. ago." So mm-hmm. they were pretty, they were on board. Yeah, because sure. you guys originally had talked about staying in that area. Man, we Ryan and I snuck into a building across from Kimball House about six times. Uh, We rolled up under the garage door and looked around. It's a cool building. I wish I could say it's a beautiful space, but we could see good word being there. And um, I'm glad that we were (laughs) talked out of that because... You know, Decatur, as great as it is and as much as I'm going to miss it, you know, there's a lot already going on. So yeah. I think that niche is filled by folks like Twain's and Brickstore and Kimbos and Leon. So yeah, you look at a market that's almost saturated yeah. as opposed to one that's, that's sure. really still waiting for, for that to open. Totally, yeah. totally. Well, it's interesting you hearing about being inside the perimeter and you don't want to. You know, like I was in the perimeter, I don't, I don't want to go out there. For those of us, you know, Aaron and I both live. OTP. Yeah. Well, you know, Ryan, it's okay OTP. to be OTP. Well, now, you know. It is, man. Well, I, I moved a, not uh, too long ago, two months ago to Swanee now, so Ryan. I remember now, you mentioned you were Yeah, we lived like five minutes yeah. from each other. So, yeah, we're here at the Atlantic Cascale Tasting. Uh, again, uh, Owen Ogletree puts on a great, great promotion. Thank him for having us out here. Uh, what have you guys had so far that you've liked? Uh, what, what's special about this uh, this festival? Well, Ryan's sick, so he was drinking Robitussin in the parking mm-hmm. lot. Oh, that's my favorite. Nice. It's called yeah. the Robitussin. On or just the standard stuff? You don't want the carbonation in the Robitussin. No, definitely not. I think JR made for me this this uh is like the one festival i always come to every year because it's so much of uh like a who's who in the brewing scene yeah. in atlanta you've got all the brewers owners reps uh all the nerds everyone is here and it's awesome i really enjoy it you get to hobnob for as much time as i've been, I spend drinking uh today I only tasted one beer because i don't feel good and it was from uh southern brian out at southern he did yeah. a berliner vice and it was awesome and uh, anytime I can give that guy a shout-out, I will, because he's a good man. But that feels fantastic. Yeah, for sure. So this is the first time I've actually been out here. I've been at Brickstore for 11 years and just never get to go to any events. And uh, I'll tell you, after playing in a band for about 10 years as well, I love being on stage, but I, I don't like crowds. You know, yeah, you, you're hit, I, I, you. I love hosting at Brickstore. I love people coming into the pub. But, sure. you know, out here I'm just like, oh, my God, it's A little cool. bit of the claustrophobia sense. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. That's but, what uh, I, I get that with. I love going to concerts. I love live yeah. music. I'm just too old now. I hate to say that for the, the crowds and the insanity. The exactly. first two things you want to know so. is where's the bathroom and where can I get beer. That's, that's Not right. in that order, actually. One goes with the other one, right. but, uh, but that's, that's about it. So. I so said two cups. There you go. Talking of beer, we talked a little bit back, and you guys had a very cool concept for a, a table beer, I think you said. Kind of a Saison table beer. Yeah. That you were, yep. Is that still a, a plan you have for it, your brew it, pub? It definitely is. You know, Ryan's got... Uh, you know, we've been working on this thing for a long time. You mentioned Brian earlier from uh, Southern, and we went and did a big experiment with those guys. But this is something that Ryan's been kind of babying for a while. And I don't know if we'll open with the table beer, but I think that we're going to be really close, if not right away. But um, 
Yeah, I think it'll definitely be a beer we eventually have. But Ryan's got a cool idea. He wanted to have like it be served when he come up, like in a you know, almost like in a moose bouche. Right. We don't know how legally we're going to figure that out, but we'll we'll see something. Show uh, your idea and get a carafe of table beer. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. The whole goal being out there just kind of fed in, into the whole goal with uh, the concept of the food uh, speaks more to to Todd and his family and having. Uh, a sense of home and having somebody come into your home how do you make them feel welcome especially outside of the perimeter where everything is chains and you're just another number they just want your money they don't care who you are so we wanted to create something where the food uh makes it feels homey like you're in somebody's home and then the beer as well when you come in you're welcomed with something like when you go see your grandmother they offer you a drink or they offer you food and uh, for us that's kind of the idea of the table beer it's a really low gravity beer that anybody could drink and it's almost like a welcome welcome to, to our pub welcome to our place and, and that might be a good intro because again like you talk about in Duluth and, and in Gwinnett County not a lot of craft beer uh, influence in there you're going to have to have some education I think uh, to, totally. to, the, to the crowd that comes on in yeah, yeah. I mean I, I bet 50% of the people that come in will know beer know what they want know the styles and the other 50% that'll be on us to uh, to educate them with, a, with the product or help them along you know without being pretentious without uh, making it seem like we're cooler than they are of that'll, course that'll yeah. definitely be a goal yes. for us yeah. is to make it approachable and easy yeah that's been one be of the, the, beer the best things that oh, i'm sorry yeah. i was gonna yeah. say it's one of the right. best things yeah. that uh brick store is like you know we get people who come in for bud light lime and then we've got folks like ryan or you know any staff that can you know lead them to where they need to be or right. let them grow a little bit and try something new it's it's really a fun cool thing to see somebody change from you know crappy macro beer into something really niche and cool we had uh, I had my cousin come down from Michigan uh, about a year ago, and she likes beer, but she's not a beer person. So she's natty light. Is her okay. Thing. Oh but yeah. She said yeah. She wanted me to show her Georgia beer. Right. So we ended up in Little Five and we went to Racky Bar, grabbed a bite, had a Love couple it. things, and went down to the Porter. And I'm suggesting beers when we get this. So they get some and they take a sip and they snarl their face up. So and and Molly's actually serving our table there that night. And uh, my buddy and I, we get something from the cellar. They put it in a lambic basket. We're just geeking out on this. And she asks the waitress, she's like, what do you guys have that's like natural light? You know, so, and that's, and, and without, you know, breaking pace at all, you know, they, there was no snobbery there. Yeah. She, no. she, you know, made suggestions of something. If this is what you like to drink, here's some suggestions I have of something that may not be offensive to you. Yeah, sure. So, and that's something, you know, that's nice. Uh, I think we get a bit of an unfair rap, most beer guys. It's yeah. uh, the, the, the majority... The majority are good people. You've got the few that make a lot of noise. Sure, if you don't get it, you can't get it kind of yeah, thing. Exactly. Like, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's just beer. It's delicious. We just need just to drink beer. more of it. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. only beer. That's it. That's it. It should be fun. Ryan, Todd, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate sure. it. Thank you, guys. Good luck with your ventures, and uh, look forward to seeing uh, what you guys bring into the loop. Awesome. Appreciate thank that. You very thank much. You. Awesome. Thank Absolutely. you. Hey, uh, Tim, we've got a giveaway to give away. We do. We've got a winner this week of a cool swag pack, and our winner is John Del Vicario. Awesome. And so, Aaron, why don't you tell folks if they want to enter to win, how they can do that? Yeah, sure. Just visit BeerGuysRadio.com and sign up for This Week in Georgia Beer. You'll get a weekly newsletter with all of the happenings in Georgia Beer, and you'll all to be entered to win our weekly swag pack. So, John, go ahead and just uh, shoot us an email. And what's that email, Tim? It's BeerGuys at BeerGuysRadio.com. Yep, and uh, we'll go ahead and get that prize pack out to you. So we're good Absolutely. to go. Hey, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, next week, though, we're going to cider it up a little bit. Mercer Orchard is going to be in the studio with us. So check us out on BeerGuys.com. BeerGuysRadio.com. You're just train wrecking this, I'm a man. mess. Have you done this before? I don't, is this a radio? Were you Beer on the radio? BeerGuysRadio.com. Okay, there you go. Drink local. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're on demand via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always online at BeerGuysRadio.com. Aaron and Tim are back next week with more about the amazing world of craft beer. Cheers. There is something in the air in Kennesaw. I'm sure you've noticed it. It is the sweet, sweet smell of barbecue permeating from The Nest, a new barbecue and beer restaurant in K-Town. The Nest is your new restaurant if you really love barbecue. Ribs, brisket, chicken, oh my. Did we mention the bar? The Nest of Kennesaw offers 49 taps of craft beer and an amazing bottle list as well. It's quite simple. If you really like barbecue and craft beer, you have to visit The Nest. Barbecue and beer in Kennesaw, near Historic Downtown on Cherokee. 
If you really like craft beer, the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market invites you to their store. Not just growlers and craft beer, but everything you need for backyard barbecues and tailgating is available at Stout Brothers. Big green egg, accessories, local meats, cheeses, sauces, pickles, and more. If the gang's plans involve your backyard this weekend, you've got to visit the Stout Brothers. Stock up today and get ready for life. It's quite simple. If you really like craft beer, you have to visit the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market in the Smyrna Market Village. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I didn't enjoy it at all. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. And welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show, a podcast extra this time at the Atlanta Cask Ale Tasting, 13th Annual. So it's very exciting, Tim. It is. We're doing this on the fly. Absolutely. We just had an excellent heck? opportunity, and we wanted to seize that opportunity. So There you go. We're joined here by uh, Destamore, a beer writer and beer judge based out of London, UK. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hello. Thank you for talking to me. Absolutely. We also have Steve Hamburg here. Steve is a man of many talents. He's a cask seller and a cask mark ambassador. A beer judge and a beer writer, correct? Yeah, I'm based in Chicago. You're Everything up in Chicago. Guy. Exactly. So, so we're a little warm down here. How's it been in Chicago? It's the same here as it is today. It is? Okay. okay. Well, there yeah. you go. Got that. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us. We just want to talk to you a little bit because we are at a unique event today with the Atlanta Cascale tasting. You know, Cascales is something that uh, we don't see a ton of down here. Uh, probably a little bit uh, more over over your way. Yeah, so. just a wee bit more. Yeah, so <laughs> but rather different in terms of what goes into the cars, guys. Right. So yeah, we get crazy here with them, just like yeah. we do all of our beer. But uh, both of you guys judge today, correct? Judge. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think? How how are the casks? Um, I think there's definitely brewers need work. Yeah. Oh, I, I still have to say this. Uh, to be honest, I mean the the biggest thing everyone wants to make a goofy beer. Right. That's yeah. kind of the but cask sure. beer. For some reason, we always joke about it, is that for some reason, brewers seem to forget the rules of brewing when they put beer in a cask. It's not like, you know, like a vessel where you rub it and it becomes great beer. Yeah. Uh, The (laughs) rules of brewing still apply. So just because you put beer in a cask doesn't mean it magically turns into beautiful beer. You still have to age it properly, carbonate it properly, make sure that what goes into it is really good. Now, the rules for a cask ale are you brew a beer, and then whatever is at the local candy store and in your spice cabinet, you then throw that in the cask, correct? That seems to be the way. That's the way, right? <laughs> well, it seems to be lately. You know, that's, so I'm a fan of, I really enjoy the stouts on cask where they do add the, the cocoa, vanilla, coffee beans and that. I enjoy that a lot. But I know, especially, Des, for you, coming from traditional, I guess, camera-style Cascales, this is probably a huge departure. Well, I think cask, um, as we understand it in the UK, evolved um, for a particular style of beer that was low gravity, you know, fairly kind of restrained flavour. Um, and the point about cask was if you, you know, you take a beer like that, um, that's otherwise really well made, but has quite subtle flavours. If you chilled that beer down and carbonated it, you wouldn't taste that subtlety. Whereas if you serve it at a, you know, not not warm cask should, should not be yeah, warm more, and flat, which right. is another thing I think brewers can really do with learning, not just in this country, actually, but Hallelujah. back in the UK, some yeah. of them. Um, <clears throat> but if you sell it, you've you, you got a slightly cooler temperature, just cool but not cold, um, and uh, not to, you know a, a pleasant carbonation but not too much, you're going to taste the subtle flavours in a beer that has subtle flavours. So it wasn't a kind of style of beer that needed a lot of stuff added to it. And I think the interesting thing here... The big contrast is, as you say, you know, it's whatever's in the spice cabinet. And I think that's partly because cask is, you know, very much a minority thing here. So, you know, as somebody we were talking to earlier on was saying, you know, if you've got 50 taps and your cask is your 51st, the brewer's going to think, how do I make an impression? And perhaps the, right. the shortcut to making that impression is to bung, you know, the coffee in and the chilies and the, uh, the, 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 yeah. the cinnamon and all the rest of the stuff that goes in. But... You know, I'm not necessarily sure whether that's always the best idea. To be yeah, it might, be, it might be an yeah. interesting thing, you know, to have their classic pale ale on tap and then yeah. have the same one on Absolutely, cask yeah. to, to yeah. have people try the difference between yeah. the two. Yeah. And, and there are, you know, brewers in the States that brew cast, you know, in those styles. As, uh, you know, I've had um, Sly Fox brewing their kind of pale ale in cask from uh, Philadelphia. And uh, that actually is a, it's, it's a beer that really, really suits the cask and it brings out the flavors of it beautifully. You know, it's, I hadn't thought about it much, but I guess, you know, it's just kind of, of a transition. You know, there's a lot of 
newer brewers in the U.S. You know, we've had a boom here recently, so, you know, there's not as long a tradition as there is in the U.K., so, you know, we started with the the heavy hop and the spicing and all that in the beers, and I'm sure that was just transferred over to the cask, you know, so because I don't think a lot of American beer drinkers would appreciate a very well-done English Pale Ale, ESB, something like that. You know, there's a... But, but, uh, frankly, I think we're in an age now where different look at how many brewers even you know classic craft brewers are now focusing on really classic brewers like a pilsner right look how many really good Pilsner. because in the end beer is meant to be drunk over time and we need to sort of back away from the intensity of flavors i mean when you go to the bar with your friends do you want to drink thimblefuls of beers so many of the beers that i have are so intensely flavored. And have so, they're so complex. Sure. They're not the kinds of things you drink by the pint. Right. And yet, you know, beer is meant to be sociable. It's meant, you know, yeah, and it's not supposed to be a snooty kind of thing. Um, you could there's there could be great complexity and simplicity, but it's elegance, it's execution, and cask is one of those ways that you can make something like a basic pale ale, even a, a an IPA can be wonderful in cask. But it has to be done well. Right. And one of the things that IPA needs is good carbonation. One of the things we see in newer American brewers, and actually a lot of American brewers who try to do cask when they do IPAs, is they don't get the carbonation right. Okay. And they think that cask beer has it has to be flat. Cask beer still has to have condition. And it may not be as hard as, uh, as frisky as a, a standard draft beer, but it can't be flat. It just doesn't right. taste right. Of course. And, and I have seen a lot here, you know, especially on the stouts and that, where they are fairly still. You may just get mm. a little bit on the top of the beer, but there's not much to, to it there. But so. I, mean, I find think, that disappointing. Yeah, yeah, think about a stout. So what 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 do people like in a Guinness? You know, the classic Guinness pour and a nitro pour. Yep. What Casper properly done should evoke to a great extent is the same kind of pour that you'd see with our nitro pours. Mm-hmm is that the beer engine properly done with a properly cellared cask beer should produce that same sheeting, that beautiful carbonation that you see. And sadly, it's missing, and I don't know why, because it's not that hard to do. But it's coming back to styles, it's an interesting point that you said that, you know, actually there are everyday styles of craft beer in the United States. People are quite prepared to drink... German influenced beers, right? You know that are far mm-hmm. more kind of everyday, Hellas. sessionable beers, easy to drink, drink them in pints, sociable, all sure. the rest of it. You know why not a kind of classic pale ale or a bitter in a cask? Yeah, you know the, 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 it's, it's, the, the, the idea that all craft beer has to be weird is not, you know, by no means universal even among craft beer consumers. So, sure, that's yeah. now. That's why I know we had a few that Owen was mentioned to. See, actually, we actually have a few casks here from. Uh, English brewers. Now, did you get yeah. a chance to try those? Here? I haven't tried them yet, but then I okay. can try them at home. So that's true. Well, well, I yeah. come all this way. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. What I was yeah. wondering there is is how well they took the trip, basically, and how good of an example or similar they were to, yeah. you know, what you get in the UK. If you know, if you wanted, to, if you're here, you know, you go to the Cascal Station, you wanted to try something that was a little more similar mm-hmm. to the styles. If maybe those English ones that took the trip over yeah. may fit that a little bit better. Yeah. So, I yeah. certainly plan to check them out, but I, I was deliberately encouraged not to judge them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A little biased. Frankly, there, so. I'm looking forward to them to see how the condition holds up. Right. And one of the biggest problems about bringing uh, traditional casts from England to this country is that the gravity is so low that they usually don't survive the trip. I mean, classic standard bitters are going to be three point a mile that's going to be 3.5 percent a standard bitter will be 3.8 to 4 percent and they just don't survive the shipping over here yeah so we the ones of the cast we get that tend to hold up the best tend to have more alcoholic strength and i think you know if guys are doing stouts or a stronger beer then uh, we have the j willie lee's jw lee's yeah, they usually do some really interesting strong beers. I want to see what the condition is in those, because I think they'll they'll be interesting to see how they hold up. But those are beers that you would be really rare to find in cask in the UK. Actually, the sort of Absolutely. you know the big strong harvest ales and the barley wines and things. They, you know, you might 
they'd be, they'd be the ones the geeks were hovering around at a beer festival. Okay, yeah. you know? but you're more likely to see in your local yeah. pub is just an yeah. ESB with a low gra- low ABV yeah. and, and yeah. just Absolutely. have that ready to go. Yeah, excellent. Is well, there much there on, on that side? Is Cascale still dominant there? And the the English and Pals in the UK? Is there much of the beer geek set? I guess so to speak. Well, it's still not. It's not dominant. It hasn't been dominant for ages. What it is is you know. Most of the beer drunk in the UK is commercial lager in the, now in the same way it is anywhere in the world. Um, but um, what it is is it's still a significant sector of the market, so it's still a commercial proposition. It's still something you can get in tens of thousands of pubs. doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be at top condition in all those tens of thousands of pubs. Sure. And that's, again, the problem with cast, that it needs to be really, really well looked after. And I think that is an issue that we have to face. We also have the issue that, as here, we've had a massive growth in breweries in the UK. So we're now like 1,500, 1,600 breweries from something like, um, you know, back in the 1970s, about 100 of them. So it's just absolutely rocketed. And a lot of the breweries are brewing (coughs) beers in contemporary styles, influenced by American craft breweries. A lot of them are now brewing good quality beer, but not in cask format. So cask now has an, an issue in that it's being challenged by formats that you can no longer say it's just a commercial you know, stuff that's in cask, that's in keg, it's actually now kind of good quality beer in keg as well. So it's quite an interesting situation interesting. at the moment. And remember yeah. that cask beer, unlike, well, all beer requires care kept in the pub. Yeah. But cask beer is really at its best when you have this great partnership between the brewer and the pub seller person. Sure. And that's that requires training. There are techniques. It's not like it's rocket science. Right. I learned this stuff. I'm an American guy. Yeah. Uh, it's not hard to do. But you have it to learn. It is Georgia. No, it, they, they can't get the brewers and they can't go out to oh, the hell, pub to I, do that. Anyone, can learn, yeah. anyone can learn this. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a, but it's really getting that balance between. You can put really nice beer in a cask and have it ruin the pub cellar. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, but in general, I think generally... Um, that's missing, and we see that in the UK as well, yeah. is that we don't have the seller skills, the pub skills, to keep cask beer at its best. Okay, uh, and That's always been the struggle to keep cask beer as good as it, as it is, or as it can be. And there's the myth that Americans have when they travel to Britain, is they think everybody's drinking cask ale. Yeah. And I hope that's all, you know, Sure, that's, well, I mean, right here talking you. to Des, that's what I was saying. I, I still was under the impression that it was pretty dominant there, that, you know, you went to your local pub and they you know, they pulled you a fresh cask there. So it's, uh, well, many, it's interesting to learn. That many places will have it, yeah. but yeah, very I'm, few places will have yeah. it good. It's the only country left where, you know, that style of beer is still part of the mainstream commercial beer scene. Yeah, you know, it's not here where, you know, it, where yeah. most pubs, you know, most pubs will have it won't necessarily sell it well and I think coming back to that issue of quality that's the reason why the big brewers wanted to get rid of it back in the 1960s at the time that they started pushing to get rid of it it's because of this thing that it's so dependent on the pub yeah so if the pub messes it up right who is actually the person whose reputation suffers it's actually not the pub that gets the blame it's the guy who's got their name written on the pump clip or on the you know so when I when I talk to guys at the states who are doing CAS and they say you know I love this beer but I don't really care how it's handled above I said yeah, but your name's not on the, you know, the pub name. Yeah, it's your brewery name. It's right. your brand. Yeah, so you better you better know. Be be thankful. Know. Exactly. So it's really important that we get the beers right. Uh, if there's anything, if if I can encourage anything to brewers and pubs in this country is to do the homework and get it right, because in the end, it's about drinking really fabulous beer. Sure. Yeah. Great sure. cast beer is. Is wonderful with the right style, but it, perfectly done. But it's it just should be. Marvelous. Yeah. Let's let's remember it shouldn't be warm, flat, or cloudy. Right. Yeah. Okay. With yeah. rare exception, sometimes it's acceptable to be a little cloudy, a little hazy, but it's supposed to be nice and conditioned. Nobody wants a flat beer, and nobody okay. wants a warm beer. Exactly. Steve, are there any places up in Chicago doing cascals or anything? Um, there? There are places in Chicago. There are yeah. places all over the country that do it, but they're not. The, you know, we're talking about instead of tens of thousands like in the UK, we have seven or eight hundred in the US that do cask beer regularly. Right. Um, so many brewers. There are many places that do it. I mean, Revolution always. If yeah. you go to the Revolution Brew Pub, 
they always have cast beer. They do a very nice mild, actually. In they do, yeah. 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 Uh, Speaking of a style we don't see out very often here in the States, mild is, is very they rare. They do yeah. a very nice mild called very, Pretty rare in the UK now as oh, well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a great shame. It's one of my favorite styles. Mm. That's, you know, one brewery I've had out of Chicago, Microphone. We've had a few people bring us their beers, and I've I've enjoyed that. Jason, that I just saw walk by, he brought us. Yeah, some he did yeah, exactly with the uh, Hopspot beer tours. That's right. Well, they're they're a newer. They're like yeah. the last two years, and I haven't seen their beer in cast. So no, I, I look I forward to it. it. Yeah, it's a good time though. Yeah. So, guy, now Des, you're headed to New Orleans after Atlanta. Is that correct? Yep, tomorrow. Yeah. What's what's going on in New Orleans? Uh, just going to party? I've, I've never been there, and it is. Perhaps one of the most culturally important cities sure. in the world in terms of music and all the other things that happen there. So I'm just, I'm over here, I'm on the East Coast, and I'm keen to see Might it. As well so, go, but, you yeah. know, it I, works. I love New Orleans. I've been yeah. a few times, and it's a place I love to go for a weekend, but I'm not sure I could live there. Oh, gosh, no. Because it would kill <laughs> no, me. It would. It would actually kill me, so, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank we you. appreciate it. Absolutely. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers. so much. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're on demand via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always online at BeerGuysRadio.com. Aaron and Tim are back next week with more about the amazing world of craft beer. Cheers. The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com. Duke's Mayo. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, Your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang.